did I just see a ghost? Ah, ah, ah. You know the blue people with the uh, tails? Hey, good game, shooter. We transition from to Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now. Hi. From the studio in Nitro, West Virginia, this is Unreasonable Doubt. It's a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, part of the Basketball Podcast Network. I'm Josh Witt, and this is episode 24 of the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Um, You can't say that this is shocking. West Virginia's had this performance in them. Unfortunately, more often than not, uh, in the calendar year 2022, where they put together a good 10 minutes, uh, follow that up with 10 to 20 rough minutes, and then kind of in between the rest of the time. But the the rough 20 minutes came in the middle of this game, you know, late in the first half, early in the second half, where West Virginia, I mean, the, it goes from a seven-point lead for WVU, all of a sudden you're looking up and you're down 18. Real quick, like, and it's a combination of not making shots. Bridges had a rough day. Taz Sherman had a rough day. But you also had the rebounding discrepancy. It was back, and it was back in full force. And it was probably the worst. I don't want to look back. No rearview mirror and all that stuff. Uh, but this had to have been the the roughest rebounding performance of the season. In a game that was not a must win. I mean, West Virginia loses this one by 23. It is a rough look. The computers are not going to like it. The humans that determine who goes into the NCAA tournament this is the first one just by looking at sheets of paper. I know that Oklahoma State is a good team. They're almost 500 in the in the Big 12. That's a good team. This is a team that beat Baylor on the road, that beat Texas by double digits. This is a good team. Uh, but they're a 500 team overall. And so this is the first loss you look at for WVU at the end of the year somebody who hasn't watched any WVU games and say, oh, they lost to a 500 team by 23. You know? That's the first one. So we made it to February before a, ooh, that's a bad-looking loss for WVU. It was not a must-win, but you got to – West Virginia's got to find a way to get eight wins – in, in conference, you got to get to eight and 10. And that means now you, <laughs> you have one less opportunity. You've got seven games left. You got to go five and two to get the eight wins in conference. And so I'm making the next game a must win. You got to get this one. I know it's a road game. You got to get it. You got to get it because the 
You've got another two-game road trip after this. Uh, after a break of two-game road trips by going to Morgantown to, to play Kansas. So that's the kind of schedule you're in. You got to get this one. Um, but about this particular game, th- back to body language, you know, and there was a lot of positive talk from guys on the team after the Iowa State game. Some proclamations were made. But also, the facts are Gabe got kicked out of this game. Love Gabe. Uh, Gabe is in that Cam Thurman Hall of Fame of glue guys, hustle guys, giving you as much as they can on the floor guys. But the fact is the guy has had three technical fouls in two games. I don't know what happened there on the sideline towards the end of the game, but when you're in trouble and you get kicked out of the game and then you're telling your coach why you shouldn't have got kicked out of the game, I don't know what was said. But basically, Huggins told him to get out of there. It was a, it was not a pleasant conversation, and Huggins was not saying, "Yeah, I know, Gabe. It's 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 them. It's not you." That was not the conversation there. So one of the one of the leaders of the team got kicked out of this game, frustration or something else, right? Taz Sherman, two games. This is a second game after getting concussed. So his conditioning is not 100%, and he's on the road, and he did not make shots. And, I mean, the key stat in this game, because you know Oklahoma State, one of the Achilles heels of WVU is giving up the corner three. Oklahoma State only made three threes in this game and won by 23 points, which in 2022 is is almost a riddle. How, how does that happen? And they did it by getting close to the rim, either in transition or just getting it close to the basket. And let's just put it up at the rim and see what happens. And, and a lot of those went in, and when they didn't go in, they got the ball back. This was This was the... This was a rough rebounding game for WVU. Just there was no inside presence uh, for for anything, and so you're settling for long shots. When some of those were good shots, but no chance for an offensive rebound. Long rebound out. Transition happens. They've got athletes, dunks, and layups. So again, not a not a must win. But you're running out of time here. Like you don't get, you don't get to, <laughs> you don't get to the last game at home versus TCU, and you and you're too short of eight conference wins and say, all right, let's just schedule a couple more games. Like that, that's it. Then you go to Kansas City, see what happens. And if you don't have eight conference wins, then uh, you got to win the whole thing. Uh, and I don't see that right now with this WVU team because uh, Huggins in this press conference, similar to after the game versus Oklahoma, it was 
Uh, we, you know, I'm going to fix it. He got very specific on what he told his group after this game saying, all I need is seven. And the rest of y'all can quit. I, I need seven. Oh my gosh. So uh, that's obviously pointed. And maybe he's just saying I need seven players. Like just as a general rule to have on the roster. I don't know he's who he's singling out there. Uh, but that is that's not great. That's not great when uh just a few games after saying I'm gonna fix it, he's back to saying I'm gonna fix it. And how much it means to him. And he, I think another one of the quotes today, he's he's not going out like this. So for all the folks that are like, Bob Muggins, he's close to retiring. He may be. It's not going to be in a dis, after a disappointing season. It's going to be on some kind of high. And you know what kind of high he's aiming for. We'll see if he can get there or not. Um, but... Glass half full, not a must win. That's a good team. Don't let people tell you that it's not a good team. Oklahoma State is a good team. Really good defensively. And you split with them. So you beat them at your place. You lose. You've had success in Stillwater. Obviously, it didn't happen today. So Monday's a must win. I'm trying to think. Typically, in a in a good season, must wins are single elimination tournament games, <laughs> and that that it, what I'm saying there is when you're in the NCAA tournament, every game is a must win. So you know, depending on how deep you go, like last year's team, they had two must wins. They had the the game against Morehead State, and then the game against Syracuse. They went one and one. Seven games left in the season, and West Virginia is now playing their third must-win game of the year. And so far, they're one and one. They lost at home to Oklahoma, which, if this goes south, we'll point to that game and say that's one can make the argument that's when we knew. That's when we knew. Uh, I didn't know, uh, but one could make that argument. 0-1-1, and then the Iowa State game, because you obviously can't lose eight in a row, they won that game. So West Virginia, even on the year in must-win games, so hopefully they can go, <laughs> they can have a winning record in must-win games in the next one. Random thoughts coming up. The moment we've been waiting for since September is finally here. In honor of the big game, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in New York, meaning you can bet from almost a third of the country now. Sportsbook isn't in your state. Play DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest for Super Bowl 56. New customers can get a free shot at a $1 million top prize with their first deposit. So here's what you do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code TBPN and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. 
Bet just $5, get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. 21 or older, minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Voidware prohibited gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee. Call or text the Tennessee Red Line 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Random thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Down. Yes, this is a basketball podcast, but I'd like to talk a little bit into the microphone about the big game tomorrow. The big football game? The big one. The last game of their season in the National Football League. What makes it interesting this year is that a regional team, a team that if you flip on CBS during the the football season, you'll most likely get to watch them play. They're in the Super Bowl, the Cincinnati Bengals, led by that young guy who likes to smoke a cigar when he wins. And a receiver that was on that team when he smoked a cigar when, when they won the national championship. And there's other guys, too. The Cincinnati Bengals, they've been to three Super Bowls. I think this is their third Super Bowl. Have not won any. It's unfair to call them out on this year's Super Bowl. Or Am I allowed to say that? I'll try to say the big game. I don't, I don't, I'm not promoting anything. Am I allowed to say it? This isn't a commercial. This is their third big game. I hope they win this one. I'm not a Bengals fan, uh, but I have a sentimental rooting interest in seeing the Bengals win. They are an underdog, and they're playing the Los Angeles Rams. I've seen them go to the Super Bowl. They were in another city the last time they won the Super Bowl, and the last time they were at a Super Bowl, well, the time before that, they well, no, they they just happened here. They've been to so many Super Bowls. The Rams, and I love, when I think of the Rams, I think of that running back that had the gigantic Rex specs, Eric Dickerson. I think of that guy that used to bag groceries, and then he was the quarterback and won a Super Bowl with the Rams, and now they made a movie about him. And then I think of, when I think of the Rams now, I think of so many guys that I've heard of that are really good at football and they're all on the same team. I don't know how the salary cap works in the NFL. I don't know how they have all the guys that I've heard of on one team, but they have it. Here's my take. I don't know who's going to win. I'm telling you, I would like to see the Bengals win, but here's my take regarding the Bengals. And yes, it's going to be a five hour game split by 40 and 50 year olds people my age performing at halftime and i'm excited for it i don't know how young people feel about a halftime show with a uh with dr dre because they only know that guy because 
he made, you know, his name is on their headphones. And maybe the the straight out of Compton movie. But like they weren't around when, you know, Dr. Dre was doing his thing. And Snoop Dogg and Mary J. Blige, all fine people, older people. And that's cool. I'm in with that. But the point I'm getting to is the Cincinnati Bengals and the Cleveland Browns, when you think of those franchises, you don't think of good football. Right or wrong, I'm sorry, it's not you the the first thing you think of when you think of either of those teams are champions. And neither one has won a Super Bowl in my lifetime. That may change tomorrow. Here's where I think we can get to the crux of the matter here. Okay. We've got two teams in the state of Ohio that have orange on their helmet. What's wrong with orange, Josh? Nothing. Orange is a basketball color. It's not a football color. And so they have orange helmets. And is there any other team in the NFL that has an orange helmet? If there is, I can't think of them. So in this idea of changing something up and as much as I don't say I'm a superstitious, I'm not a superstitious person, totally am. And so somebody's got to give in Ohio. Unless, and if the Bengals win the big game tomorrow, then that should have a bearing on who needs to do something different here. But if you've got two teams in the same state with the same color helmet, somebody's got to pick a different color helmet. Now, and both teams can do it. The Cleveland Browns, it's easier because your name is the Browns. So you've got a Brown jersey. You don't have anything on your helmet, really, besides orange. You can make that brown have a brown helmet. And then Cincinnati has an orange helmet, and that does I don't know what that means success-wise for either team, but you can't look and say all the teams that wear orange helmets don't are not successful. That's it. So Cleveland Browns, make your helmet brown. If you're, if you're dead set Cleveland on having orange helmets, then the Cincinnati Bengals, you can have uh, like the snow bingle. You can have like black helmet with like white stripes or white stripes with black stripes. Anyways, you can still keep some kind of animal print. Just make it a different kind of, is there a snow bingle? Maybe there's, maybe there's only a bingle tiger and it's orange. Maybe you just make the helmet like a bingle eyeball or just have, a black helmet with white whiskers. Yeah, we're all used to the Bengals helmet looking like those uh, those Z Z Boz pants or whatever, the Zubaz pants from the '80s. And I don't know if they, I don't think they've made a comeback. I don't know if you even know what I'm talking about. But you've got options. If the Bengals win the Super Bowl, I would ar- the big game. I would argue that the Bengals get to keep the orange helmet. Cleveland Browns change the helmet to brown. 
And if the Bengals do not win the Super Bowl, then you all figure it out. And both teams have options. But definitely don't have – and it's not, it'd be like if the Jets and the Giants both had green. And blue, you could be any color if you're a Giant. And if you're a Jet, you could be any color. I don't associate green with, the, with Jets. And they haven't had a lot of success here lately. I mean, the Giants have had a couple of Super Bowls in my lifetime. Jets, not so much. I'm just saying, but they don't have two different color. They have two different color helmets, so I can't point to that as what the Jets' issue is. Somebody's got to change it. But I hope the Bengals win. Final thoughts coming up. Interact with the show. That just means interact with me on social media, on Twitter at I'm Josh Witt, on Instagram at Unreasonable Doubt WV, on the Facebook at Unreasonable Doubt WV, or just type it in the search bar. Interact. Final thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. The next game for WVU is another must-win game. As I mentioned earlier, the third must-win game of the season. West Virginia will have to win this game on the road, Monday night, Valentine's Day, 7 p.m., ESPN2. They go to Manhattan, Kansas to play the Kansas State Wildcats. Kansas State is a good team. West Virginia beat Kansas State in Morgantown in a close game early in January. Since then, Kansas State, they have four wins in the conference, which is one more than WVU has. They beat Texas in Austin. They beat Texas Tech at home by 11. And they've also lost to Baylor away by a ton. They lost, or they've lost to Baylor twice. They lost to Kansas in a close one. This is a good team. They had a big lead on Kansas before giving that one up. So they still have something to play for. Kansas State, really good at defense. Nigel Pack can really shoot the basketball. And this is a team that is... Not great at offensive rebounding, so that's good for WVU. So it's not a bad matchup. West Virginia has won in Manhattan before. They've definitely lost in Manhattan before. But this is a must-win game. Uh, I don't think if West Virginia loses at Kansas State that they're going to have another must-win game. Because at that point... They've got to win six of their last. They've got, they've got to win five of their last six. Uh, playing Kansas and Texas and TCU twice. So that's going to be rough. That's going to be tough goings. they got to go to Iowa State. <sighs> Huggins is saying, just give me seven guys. Anyways, still a must-win game. They can win this game. 
And you got to go into this one thinking similar to the Iowa State game. They can't shoot that bad again. Another game, another opportunity for Taz Sherman to to right himself. If Taz Sherman goes off, then they've got a chance. And if the other guy, if Jalen Bridges can bounce back from a rough game today, then they have a chance. It's not like Kansas, it's not set in stone that Kansas State is going to win this game. They will be the favorite. Kansas State will be favored against West Virginia. But West Virginia has a chance to win this game. And again, I'm arguing it's a must-win game. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms or just pick one. Apple Podcasts is fine. Google Podcasts is fine. Overcast is fine. CastBox. Rate the podcast five stars. Follow the podcast. That helps the podcast. Until next time, I'm Josh Witt. This has been Unreasonable Doubt. WVU for the 2021-2022 season. 14 wins, 10 losses.